Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's start with Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the program, What Do the Aliens Really Want? And Mike the Headless Chicken. (laughs) I believe... There is a connection there. If there's not, don't worry, I'll make one up. All right? So let's dig into this. We talk about it a lot. Why are the space aliens here? And we call them space aliens, but maybe they're not extraterrestrial alone. Maybe they're extra dimensional, whatever. They come from elsewhere. But why are they here? 
and what do they want? Well, right now, the topic of the energy production and consumption on this planet is very controversial. You know, you have people out there fighting for fossil fuels, and then you have people out there fighting for more so-called green technology. And yet a lot of the people who are involved in those arguments don't really have a lot of technical knowledge uh, about how efficient and effective these different methods of tapping into energy actually are. But the point I really want to make here is that it, it's this question of what do the aliens want? It's really not so hard to figure out. It's kind of a duh question. The aliens, well, they're just like humans in that sense. What do humans ultimately want? Resources. Everything that we desire comes from some kind of a natural resource. And, you know, you hear this term like this is man-made, this is artificial. I know what people mean when they say that, but ultimately nothing is truly man-made or artificial because everything is uh, natural. Uh, the, the great spirit, whatever you want to call it, produced all these things, Mother Nature, and then humans can take them and rearrange them in what seem to be different ways. And sometimes that's a good thing. And sometimes that's a bad thing. But still, you've got to have natural resources there because natural resources can enhance your, your life experience in every way, creating medicines for you to help you feel better and live longer, uh, giving you the ability to travel uh, through different types of vehicles and experience more stuff or control your climate. Uh, I mean, like it, we all want resources um, and, and resources are the ultimate, most valuable thing. And if you think about it, the United States has always been a powerful country because we have this incredible amount of natural resources. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, without getting too deep into it right now, you know, I'm here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and a lot of people don't realize that it's called the Silver State, but uh, much more gold is produced here in Nevada. And gold has many uses. It's always been fascinating to people. And uh, it's only because of Nevada that the U.S. is on the list of the top four gold producers in the world. I think ahead of us are uh, Russia, China, and Australia. Um, and, you know, that's the concept of sea to shining sea. We have all these resources here. And, you know, I've talked about how that when you look at these so-called UFOs or UAP, you know, the terminology shifts around. I think that many of these things are a combination of something that's technological, that's machine-like, but also organic. I call them OUFOs, organic UFOs. They're kind of like cyborgs of the future they are uh artificial intelligence but based with uh based on organic components this is difficult this is why we have such trouble understanding them because they're so far ahead of us that animate and inanimate and organic and inorganic and all those definitions kind of get blurry but a living being is a living being and whatever these aliens are and I'm just going to keep calling them that because you know what I'm talking about. Whatever these aliens are, they obviously, uh, they're going around exploring places 
And in some cases, they've they've sucked all the resources from their own planet. And some of them are just drifting around farming other planets for resources. Now, in some cases, some of these things might be spiritual feeders. They might literally be coming here and tapping into some kind of energy that humans produce that they like, similar to us tapping into the honey that bees produce. But I think that many of them are tapping into our natural resources in the same way that the Anunnaki might have been here searching for gold. Then, of course, we have the fact that some of them may just like to eat people. I mean, look at the way we treat animals and all the different views and all the different uses that we have. But going back to the idea of the the environment and the resources, you know, unfortunately, this conversation about resources and energy production, it tends to get mixed up in the often ruthless politics of environmentalism, which creates kind of a a whiplash and a backlash. Because when you start talking about protecting our planet and protecting our resources, there are people who have abused that message so much that there are other people who are like, nope, nope, I'm not hearing of that. I'm not hearing of anything environmental, you know, and, and that's, and you have to understand that this is, again, not a conversation that needs to be hijacked and commandeered by people who have certain political or economic interests. We all have an interest in maintaining a healthy planet here for obvious reasons. But, you know, any true message often becomes warped and undermined by corrupt forces, politics. But let's look at the cold logic of survival of the fittest. We have to protect our environment. Uh but, I mean, because we're living in a bubble here and we don't want to contaminate it. But, but here's here's the thing. We are not technologically capable right now of running our world without fossil fuels. Now, if you don't like the fact that we use fossil fuels, then fine. Invent a better technology and we will change. It's that simple. That's how humans evolve. But right now, solar, wind, hydro, etc., those things alone are not going to do the job of supplying all the energy that everybody wants. Eventually, I think we'll figure it out. And if you're proud of driving your electric car right now, well, you might want to look into how much of that electricity is being produced by generators that depend on operations, services, and maintenance from fossil fuels. Okay, so I believe that we will someday tap into something like a zero point energy or a vacuum energy that will allow us to revolutionize the world and stop using carbon based products. But we are not there yet. And I'm not sure at what level these aliens are. And there are there are different kinds, I think, uh, when it comes to tapping into our resources. This conversation has always reminded me of the Kardashev scale. I'm sure you've heard at least bits and pieces about this. The Kardashev scale is a method of measuring a civilization's level of technological advancement based on the energy that it is able to use. And this was proposed in 1964 by a Soviet astronomer named Nikolai Kardashev. And it's pretty basic. He says that like a type one civilization would be able to harness all the energy that reaches its home planet from its parent star. So that would mean like for for Earth, that would be like we could harness all the energy from the sun 
reaching Earth and uh, and have incredible efficiency from that. We're trying to do that, but we're not there yet. So that, that would be a type one civilization. We're not even a type one yet. We're a type zero. A type two would advance beyond that and be able to harness the energy completely radiated from its star. So that means like we can go beyond what reaches Earth. We can actually go to the sun itself and harness it. A type three would be a civilization that can go even further and it can possess and harness the energy of its own galaxy. That's hard to believe. And you know, it's funny. People say a type four would go, well, now we're talking about interstellar travel and going to other galaxies and harvesting things. Kardashev himself believed that was impossible. So he never came up with the type four, but you see how this would work. And you know, Michio Kaku, everybody knows the great physicist and futurist Michio Kaku. He said, that he thinks we might be able to attain a type one status in a hundred or two hundred years and a type two status in a few thousand years and a type three status in 10,000 to a million years. What do you think about that? Okay, when we come back, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my feelings on what the aliens want, and then I'm going to share this really weird story with you. By the way, you know, speaking of aliens and all that, I've got my land near Area 51. I'm going to have a report for you soon about what I find there, what I'm doing there. I've got at least two brand new products that I'm going to be coming out with over the next few months. And if you want to know about them, they're small batches. They're going to go fast. They're metaphysical inventions. If you want to know about them, you got to go to joshuapwarren.com and sign up for my free e-newsletter. And when you do that, you'll instantly receive some free digital online gifts emailed to you. Okay, right there. Automated email. Go to joshuapwarren.com. And you'll see where you can type your email address into the little bank there. It takes you two seconds. Hit the submit button and you'll get the email from me. Plus the rest of my free updates that I type with my own fingers, typos and all. So please do that right now at joshuapwarren.com. There's no period after the P when you type in joshuapwarren.com. That's me. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mom does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash StrangeThings today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash StrangeThings. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. Yeah, I think that the aliens... They have a lot of different reasons for coming here, but the main one is to just gather resources and kind of mess with the specimens down here. And, uh, you know, I, I, I people, they say, when are we going to have the big revelation, the big disclosure? When are they going to land on the White House lawn? I think that's a very egotistical way of thinking about this. And you've heard me say it before. When I go hiking through the woods, I'm not trying to prove to every squirrel and rabbit that humans exist. I don't care if they know humans exist. If anything, I might try to hide from them so that I can observe and watch those creatures in their natural habitat. 
Why should we think that we are viewed any differently from these other species that have been around longer and are more technologically advanced? And, you know, we actually abduct animals in the exact same way that aliens apparently abduct some people. I was watching the news here in Las Vegas just the other day. Uh, here's the story. Nevada bighorn sheep airlifted to Utah for a new nursery. This operation started days ago. Uh, there is this uh, amazing park that's near here. I, I think it's a uh, it's a state park called the Valley of Fire. It looks like the surface of Mars. In fact, they've used it to portray Mars in various movies uh, like Total Recall and even uh, one of the Star Trek movies, the one where Captain Kirk gets killed. The death of Kirk scene is there in the Valley of Fire. And when you go there and spend the day, you see all these big horn sheep. Well, uh, these scientists have decided to abduct them. And so they go in and I'm not sure the exact process, but these sheep end up bagged. They're surprised. They're bagged. They're blindfolded and they're put in a bag hooked to a helicopter and it flies them away. Okay, one day they get up and it's just a regular old day of being a big horn, horn sheep again. And the next thing you know, <laughs> they're flying, hanging off this helicopter. And uh, it says that they are taking them to Utah to start a big horn nursery. They're gathering at least 16 of these sheep for that. And there are lots of sheep there. So it's a small selection the ones that are being abducted is a small selection. And I bet you if one of those sheep made it back to the others one day and tried to explain what happened, they would say, uh-huh, what have you, what, what, what grass have you been eating now? Um, we do the same stuff to these animals that aliens supposedly do to us. Aliens, I think, are as just amazed by us as we are of less advanced animals and we use animals for all kinds of purposes we we not only again use resources but some you know we, we eat them uh they're used for entertainment as pets or just mere curiosities just observing them for fun but you know even more uh, in, for practical purposes we study rats and monkeys in the lab for medical tests and behavioral tests to learn more about ourselves. We experiment on them. Now, I'm not saying that this is a good thing, but this is what we do. Uh, we are, we're fascinated by animal anomalies in the same way that aliens would be fascinated by what humans are up to. Here is an animal anomaly. I, this is. <laughs> This is kind of disgusting. I got this email, I guess it was last year, from a woman named Rita. And she said, have you ever talked about Mike the Headless Chicken on your show? Uh, you should do that. And I, you know, I don't, I'm familiar with Mike the Headless Chicken, but I don't think I've ever brought it up. This is an example of, of why that we are curious about weird things that happen to lower level creatures. Okay. This is a story that begins in Colorado. There was this chicken born April 20th of 1945. 
boy, that was a dramatic time of uh, in history, wasn't it? There at the end of World War Two. Mike was a male Wyandot chicken. No, I I didn't know what a Wyandot was. Do you know what that is? It says a Wyandot is an American breed of chicken developed in the 1870s, named for the indigenous Wyandot people of North America. Okay, it says it's a dual purpose breed kept for its brown eggs and its yellowed skinned meat. It is a popular show bird and has many color variants. Okay, so from what I can tell, this one named Mike was just basically white. Mike lived for 18 months after his head had been cut off. After the loss of his head, Mike achieved national fame until his death in March of 1947. And to this day, in a town called, I guess it's Farida, Cal- uh, Farida Colorado, an annual Mike the Headless Chicken Day is held every May. So there's a celebration for this headless chicken. All right, so here's the story behind this thing. So on September 10th of 1945, there was this farmer there named Lloyd Olson in Colorado, and he was going to eat supper with his mother-in-law. And so uh, somebody sent him out to the yard. I guess it was his wife to bring back a chicken. So he picked this five-and-a-half-month-old chicken named Mike. I don't know why the chicken was already named Mike. Maybe they named all their chickens. So anyway, he took out an axe. Simple enough. He'd done it a million times. He chopped, removed the bulk of the head, but they say he somehow missed the jugular vein, leaving one ear and most of the brain stem intact. Well, after that, the chicken was still able to stand up, balance on a perch, and walk around clumsily. He attempted to preen. He attempted to peck for food. He attempted to crow. Not much success. They say his crowing was kind of a gurgling sound made in his throat. But when Mike did not die, Lloyd Olson decided to care for the bird. And he took out a little eyedropper and he started feeding it a mixture of milk and water and gave it little small grains of corn and worms that would stuff he'd stuff down its neck. This is a really gross story, isn't it? I'm sorry, folks. So word got out about this chicken, obviously. The media picked it up and uh, the chicken started becoming famous. And so Mike began a career of touring around sideshows in the company of other anomalies like a a two-headed baby. Uh, He was photographed for dozens of magazines and papers. He was in Time magazine, Life magazine. Mike was put on display for 25 cents. You could come in there and take a look. And they say at the height of his prop of his uh, popularity, this chicken's owner got $4,500 per month. Okay. Now back in, in this day and age, that would have been, uh, $54,610 per month. Can you believe that? I got a calculator right here. 54,000 times 12 is $648,000. Can you imagine? I bet he was trying like heck to keep that chicken alive. 648 grand from people wanting to look at this chicken. They say that uh, Mike was valued. Um, well, anyway, he was valued for a lot. Anyway, so sadly, sadly, 
in March of 1947. This is after this chicken had been alive for almost two years at a motel in Phoenix, Arizona. They are on a stopover traveling back from a tour and Mike the chicken started choking in the middle of the night. He managed to finally get a kernel of corn stuck in his throat. And uh, it turns out the Olsons had accidentally left their feeding and cleaning syringes at the sideshow the day before. So they didn't have the tools on hand and they were not able to save Mike. I bet they were crying. Olson claimed that he had sold the bird off for a while resulting in stories that the chicken was still touring the country for a couple more years. But other sources say that the chicken's severed trachea could not properly take in enough air to breathe. And it was obvious he choked to death. So anyway, here, here's the explanation. All right. Once again, they say it was determined that the ax had missed the jugular and, and it, but it had produced a blood clot that had prevented Mike from bleeding to death. And although most of his head was gone, most of that brain stem and ear were, were there. And so basic functions like breathing, heart rate, a lot of the chicken's reflexes that are controlled by the brain stem were able to remain intact and quite healthy. And they say that birds possess also a secondary balance organ in their pelvic re- region there, which controls uh, like walking locomotion and uh, some of their flight. Um, so anyway, now Mike the Headless Chicken is like an institution there in Colorado with Mike the Headless Chicken Day, the third weekend of May. They started that in 1999. They have a 5K run like a chicken race, egg toss. We study weird animals to learn more about ourselves. And I guarantee you, aliens study us to learn more about themselves as well. Hey, when we come back, I have a story for you about Vlad the Impaler, the real Dracula. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be right back after these important messages. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. 
Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. And I just realized when I was telling you about Mike the Headless Chicken and how much money this guy was making. Now, again, just to clarify, they say Mike... The headless, the headless chicken was bringing in forty five hundred dollars per month back in the nineteen forties. In the year twenty twenty one, that is the equivalent of over fifty four thousand dollars a month. So we're looking at this guy making well over a half a million dollars in today's uh, by today's <clears throat> terms. And I thought, oh my goodness, what if? What if I have inspired some people listening to go out and start chopping off chicken heads in order to reproduce this miraculous feat? Listen, do not do that, okay? I do not support that. I do not condone that. That is wrong for you to try to create, recreate Mike the Headless Chicken. But if it does happen to happen out there and you hear about it, you you may as well let me know about it. It is kind of funny, but as many chickens as there are that get killed every day, you'd think that that must happen more often than just that one freakish time. Uh, Anyway, I guess getting back to my point is like, look, animals are weird. And they, it's, they teach us things about life and we never know what that angle is going to be. And so that is why I believe that, that the aliens, they're just as fascinated by the weirdness that comes from humans. And speaking of my OUFO theory, you know, I came out with this short film called OUFOs, a new discovery. And I posted it on the internet and guess what it just got accepted for competition at the international fortian film festival and of course charles fort was 
a hero of mine. You know, he was an, a, an American pioneer of documenting strange and bizarre tales that he would come across in the newspapers back in the 1800s. And so, um, even though, you know, Charles Fort, uh, he was the, the godfather of this term Fortean, which is a broad term that encompasses all kinds of odd stuff. Um, kind of, you know, Robert Ripley esque things, but even weirder. And, but he's not as popular here in America, his home country as he is in the UK. And so, uh, the Fortean or Fortean festival there is going to, uh, feature my documentary. Oh, UFOs, a new discovery. I actually got a beautiful glass award today in the mail at my house, which I'm very proud of. I posted it on my social media. And so I wish I could be making that trip to England to be there for this, but I, there's no way I can do it. I have other, other obligations this year, but if you are near Gloucester, England, then the International Fortean Film Festival is going to be on, uh, let's see, it's September the 2nd and 3rd of 2022. September 2nd and 3rd of 2022 at the Sherburn Cinema Gloucester. And if you just go to FortianFilmFestival.com, then uh, you can go and check out all the things they have planned there. But it's a great honor to have my film chosen for that. And, you know, it's a short film. It won, uh, or it's been selected as uh, best documentary short and if you want to see it right now it's easy to do so just go to joshuapwarren.com uh, when you go there you will find a, a little section at the top called gallery of the strange and then if you scroll through you'll find a lot of cool stuff there including one heading that says OUFOs organic ufos report and if you click that you can watch this uh, little short film right now for free and you can see what i produced one of the people who helped me produce experiments for that short film was Dr. Mulder. Yes, he is the man who makes the wishing machines. And people, a lot of times, they buy a wishing machine and they send me an email and they ask me questions. And I say, ask Dr. Mulder. He's the man who makes the machines. I always refer people to Dr. Mulder. And when you buy a wishing machine, you get an email from him. So wishing machines can do all kinds of odd things that you may maybe never thought about. And one time uh, I asked Brad, well, actually, uh, his name is Brad. Well, you know, Dr. Mulder, Dr. Brad Mulder. Uh, I've asked him on a number of occasions actually to help me enhance paranormal activity, to help make a UFO appear or a ghost appear because I wanted to make the most of my time at a paranormal hotspot. And so when I went to Romania in 2012 to investigate all the ruins of Vlad the Impaler's castles in Transylvania, you know, the real Dracula, Dr. Mulder could not make that trip. But I asked him to use some of his methods at his workshop in South Carolina to use non-locality, quantum physics, whatever's at play here, to try to enhance the paranormal activity that was that could happen while my group was there investigating and he had a lot of success and we had a wild night. And so occasionally he's going to come onto this show and do a little segment where he tells you like how he did these things. And so here is a report from him on what he did to help make that happen. 
I'm going to give you a quick story about uh, the time that Joshua P. Warren asked me to help with a paranormal investigation at all places of uh, Vlad the Impaler, uh, Dracula fame, uh, the ruins of his castle over in Romania. Well, all I had to work with was uh, the floor plan for the for that castle. I went ahead and took a pencil and a ruler and made a grid pattern over that floor plan. Uh, took a pencil, went over each square, and took uh, the other hand and rubbed the stick plate. And if I got a reaction, I put a check mark on that uh, square. So I go through the entire grid, and uh, it seemed that most the biggest chance for paranormal activity was at a place called the meeting hall. So I went ahead and uh, I think I sent. Josh, a scanned copy of that uh, experiment of that grid, and uh, I told him uh, your best chances are probably going to be uh, you know this particular location. Also, I set a machine for paranormal activity uh, at the castle. Uh, Josh and the researchers they go there, they climb up this huge flight of stairs to the ruins. Uh, they go start doing their research throughout the uh, castle, and uh, apparently around the meeting hall. Uh, people were getting rocks thrown at them. Uh, they were coming out of nowhere. They were looking for, you know, look for the person who was throwing them. There was really nowhere to hide. The place was, you know, was ruins, and uh, you know, it's just a very, very strange. But again, uh, a lot of this paranormal activity was coming from the very place that, according to my dowsing, would be, and which was the uh, main room of the castle. And again, very simple to do. All you need is a, you know, if you're going to research a place and you're trying to find out, okay, where's the best chance for activity, uh, take a floor plan, uh, you know, write up a grid and uh, use a stick plate or, or a pendulum, whatever, uh, whatever works for you. Uh, go across each square. If you get a reaction, uh, put a little check mark there, mark it, and uh, and see what happens. Again, it worked for uh, worked for us, and I never even left the country. I was doing this experiment on the other side of the world, and still got a reaction. So fantastic stuff. And with that said, for more information, go to wishingmachineproject.com. Again, that's wishingmachineproject.com, all one word. And on that note, have a great day and a great evening. Thank you for that report, Dr. Mulder. And, you know, he and I received an email just a few days ago from a woman named Joy in Washington State. I guess she has some kind of an online shop or something. And here's what she wrote. Hello, Dr. Mulder. This testimonial is long overdue. In 2020, I decided to use the wishing machine to ask for 80 or more orders a day from my shops combined. The most amount of orders I've ever gotten in a day was about 30. I picked the number 80 as it seemed really believable to me. The results were astounding. Within a few weeks, I was receiving over 100 orders a day. Let me repeat that. 100 orders a day. And the orders kept growing on a daily basis so that it reached to about 500 or more orders at one point. <laughs> and, and my husband and I needed to put the shops on a break for a while to catch up on the orders. Thank you for offering this product. And I am sure 
I'll submit more testimonials in the future. Thank you. Kindly joy. Thank you for that message, Joy. You know, that's the thing. You did the right, you did the right thing because you didn't take it and say, I want to be a millionaire. I want to sell a million products. No, no, no. Like you said, you were realistic. That's how you manifest things. You take it in baby steps, right? And you say, okay, 80 seems believable to me. Let's start there. And then you grow it and you find once it starts growing, it snowballs and there's a chain reaction and it gets wilder. And next thing you know, yeah, you're, you're, (laughs) you're a manifestation machine. When we come back from this break, I have a question from a guy about demon possessed people. That's really interesting. Nobody's ever asked me. I I don't think this particular question before. And then another email I want to read you from a guy who he wants to talk about a love spell and gargoyles and little people. (laughs) I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I will be right back. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's dot.
Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and I received this email from Scott in California. He says, hey, Joshua, I love your podcast and your work. Uh, Here's a topic I'd like some feedback on. Of those who become possessed. Now, he's talking like demon possessed here, I guess. What is the breakdown by religion? I suspect the vast number of people who become demonically possessed are overwhelmingly Catholic. But I could be wrong. And it makes me wonder for people that have been raised with no religion as an agnostic or an atheist, if their rates of demonic possession are far less, we'll love to hear your thoughts and keep up the good work. Okay, well, thank you, Scott. That is an interesting question, isn't it? Now, here is how I can answer that personally. I, after all my years, and I've been doing this kind of work for almost 30 years, something like that. Uh, and I've traveled, as you know, to a lot of different places, lived in different cultures. Um, but I think I have only been in close contact with two truly possessed people. And, uh, I have told bits and pieces of those stories on other occasions. Maybe that's something I will revisit at some point and just do like a whole podcast or at least a good chunk where I tell more about that. But anyway, one of the people, uh, was a woman who was a, uh, a Southern Baptist. And she, I think she had the worst case. Uh, We actually, uh, well, we fled her house because the, the possession, like the exorcism, (laughs) the exorcism I hate to laugh but like the exorcism and clearing I don't think was being conducted by the most expert individual and it wasn't going very well and it was just agitating her more and more and she started speaking in weirder and weirder languages and becoming just like more and more aggressive and finally she was just like flipping out and the next thing we know um, one of her family members brought out a gun and I mean, like we fled the scene. She was a Southern Baptist. Uh, I don't know what happened to her, but the other one actually was an atheist, uh, until he had his experience and his, uh, experience, you know, was pretty bad. I mean, he was speaking a lot of weird languages. He was convulsing. There were some, there were some weird anomalies that were appearing around him on camera and that sort of thing. Uh, it's always very scary and creepy to be around that situation, whether you believe in demons or not, because, you know, people are just flipping out. Anyway, uh, he cleansed his uh, spirits uh, and he became uh, a Lutheran after that. So the atheist became religious, became a Lutheran. So those are my only two experiences, but this is an excellent question for my friend, the exorcist Bishop Brian Willette. And I did an interview with him. I think it was episode 36 of this show. And it, so if you're interested in, in questions like that, you should go back and yep, there it is. Episode 36 and listen to that. And you can even contact him and ask him about it. 
Okay, next question. Okay, well, this is actually um, here's <laughs> this is a very lengthy email. I'm just going to read bits and pieces of it. I got it from a man named Robert. Uh, I'm not sure where he lives. He says, "Dear Joshua P." Minus the period Warren. Since you have read my first email and uh, quoted me on another podcast, I wanted to share some more experiments. He says, whenever I do a candle burning spell, I put everything in a large pot and burn the candles inside my oven. I can close the oven door, leaving a small crack to let in just enough air to keep the candles alive. And this way I can leave the spell unattended for hours and not have to worry about my magic starting a house fire. It's my take on witches using a cauldron in their fireplace. I just did this with a love spell, and I put the written spell under the plate holding the candles. Okay, so that's an interesting tip. And then he goes, all right, also, he says, I finally found the perfect gargoyle. I don't believe I have any bad luck or evil lurking around, but after hearing your podcast, I became obsessed with them, and I started watching the Gargoyles animated series on Disney+. Plus. I purchased the Gargoyles Awakening board game at Target, and I just now received my new guardian in the mail. The artist calls him Brutus, and I might keep that name. I'll sit him in my foyer opposite my front door so he can watch and warn all who would enter. And then he goes on to say, I'm also experimenting with attracting a little man, quote unquote, little man. This idea was inspired by yet another of your podcasts. I have a friend who not only sees dead people, she also sees otherworldly beings, including fairies. And she sometimes goes out into the woods to get cleansed of negative energy and recharge. And one time a tree told her the fairy folk wanted to work with her. She talks to trees, too, he says in parentheses. So a fairy followed her home, and this fairy went along with her shopping for the perfect house, and it picked everything, including the color of paint for the house, the cups to put offerings in, and a ceramic swan. I decided to do a similar thing for little men, and I intend to offer pipe tobacco and whiskey. I don't have my project set up quite yet as I'm working on a way to keep the box accessible to the little guys, but also keep it out of the elements. But I wanted to to let you know I'm working on this project and keep you posted. And then he goes on to say, thanks for reading my emails. Hearing you read my first email on your podcast ranks at the top of my quote. This is so super cool list at number two, right behind my number one, which was when I tweeted photos from my 10 hour. May the fourth be with you party. And the official Star Wars show showed my pictures and read my tweet on their weekly video broadcast. And yes, I have your force book and the Star Wars R2D2 blue wishing machine. (laughs) This is great. He sent me some pictures. It's all really, really uh, fantastic stuff. Robert, thank you for that. I I appreciate it. I'm so glad that you're having fun experimenting with all these things and that's what it's all about doing things for yourself remaining independent we're getting short on time here so let me i think i have time to fit in one of my occasional segments i call mental mana where i just give you some 
random thought from my head and see what you think about it. Well, years ago, I was traveling and I was by myself and I stopped at an airport. I had a layover there. I can't remember which one it was. And it was here in the United States. And, uh, you know, if I have some time to kill at the airport, yeah, I'll just go to a bar and I usually just drink a glass of wine or something like that at the bar and just hang out like everybody else, kill some time. So here I was at this bar and, uh, as I'm sitting there, this old bent over white haired man who, and I may have said, told you this story before. I don't know, but he looked like he was 120 years old and he comes dragging up there and he asked for a beer. I think he just wanted like a Bud Light. And the bartender said, I need to see your ID, please. And the old man, his eyebrows popped up and his eyes were still very clear and blue. And he said, are you serious? And he goes, yeah, I'm sorry. That's the policy. You know, everybody has to show an ID here. And he goes, well, it's in my bag. I got to dig it. I'm sorry. He made this old man get down and dig through his bag and take out his driver's license to show it to him before he would give him a beer. And I saw that and I thought to myself, look, I understand following rules and I'm a law abiding citizen, but don't you think there's a certain point at which you just have to say, I'm not a robot and I can think for myself and I can, if I have to break the rules a little bit, and use common sense, then I should do that for a common sense scenario. I think that's sort of where we've, we've, we've uh, fallen short here as a society. We've lost some common sense, independent thinking about just being reasonable and helping other people out. And just so, you know, I guess my mental mana is don't be a robot. Okay. Please think for yourself. Please be independent. Keep your own positive mindset, and hopefully this will help you do it. Okay, here we go. I'm going to play for you the weekly good fortune tone. It lasts for 20 seconds. If you can, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and hopefully this will help you have a great week. Here it is. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the curiosity shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. 